What You Want to Know is recorded in Great White Portland. Representation is a word, right? Uh, you know, you, you get it. It's the right combination of syllables. Uh, language is made up. It's so, true. Uh, we gotta be willing to move on, move forward. <laughs> Man, how you doing today? Um, doing all right. It's just been like a week of nonstop meetings and uh, then working late to do the work that I couldn't do during the day because I was in meetings all day. Uh, And like, you know, I'm like, I eventually am caught up by the next morning, but it's just hamster wheel tiresome and i've had to like, cancel a couple things this week which i feel bad about and but it's all good i have tomorrow off of work oh well, that's good yep and bennett's uh mimi's in town and she wants to see him for a little bit longer so she's got him during the day while he's uh in school so and then Lennox is going to daycare. So daddy gets to go play golf. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, is Mimi, Audrey? Wait. Uh, that's Danielle. Uh, Danielle's. Yeah. Yeah. I got confused for a second. Um, okay. Yep. And so she's actually really cool. She bought, Bennett wants to be a skeleton for Halloween. Um, and so she got uh, Lennox a little skeleton costume as well, so that they'll they'll match. Mm. Two little two little matchy match skeletons. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. I... And then I'm I'm gonna be I don't know. I'll just put on a sweatshirt and just be the dad that. Is hanging out with the kids on Halloween. Are you gonna do anything? Um, there's a like we might go to her Audrey's sister's house, mm-hmm. um, because she like went all out, like invested all of the energy that she would put into uh, getting finding the best place to go trick-or-treating and all of that and put it into the house. So like, apparently they have a monster bush. Uh, the house has like eyes that move. The, like They did all kinds of decorations. So um, I'm very curious about this. Um, I figure, you know, her, we've slowly been incorporating the family into the, into the bubble and so uh just a continuation of that 
Uh, where where's that at? Uh, down in Salem. That's the okay. yeah. So far enough that kids will fall asleep on the way home. Uh, they just leave them in the car. Yeah, that's that's what you do as a parent, right? Just pull into the garage. Yeah. Doors closed. But they can't figure it out. Whatever. I'll leave the door to the house open so that the heat goes into the garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. And the car doors open, obviously. Come on, what? What are you? What? I'm an idiot. No, oh, come on. I know what I'm doing. 1970s. <laughs> the statements of the last one minute do not represent the beliefs of Leon Anderson, Eric Simon. <laughs> I don't know about Chris Williams. Chris isn't here to defend himself. So sure isn't. Yep. But I'm curious if he would have wore a maroon shirt. Because mm. I can't. I keep looking at this and I'm like, should I change my shirt? No. And literally our... the only thing here is another is more maroon. maroon. A maroon hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually grabbed that. going to put my maroon hoodie on. They're like not quite the same color. We're doing it. Oh. Someone's going to call you out. You got three shades of red on. One of Chris's text minions. Oh, yeah. Are going to send him a message. You're going to be like, I could deal with two, but the fact that the headphones are bright red, that just was putting it over the top. Now what? I miss Chris's maroon trucker hat. Does he have a maroon trucker hat? He's got to have a maroon he trucker hat. He probably does. He has maroon um, New Balances. Yeah. I'm sure he's got every color in New Balance. He was yeah. so happy when we unboxed those New Balance the other day. That was actually, I was actually that was, surprised. That was really fun. <laughs> um, probably could have. That was one of our better jobs of describing things for our audio audiences, <laughs> which is the majority of our audiences. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we should maybe do better at that. Uh, we definitely had a thing happen on the when you had your. Um, uh, school board meet or not school board, whatever your school oh yeah yeah, yeah. the deal. pta meeting or whatever yeah okay that's what it was PTA. yeah um and john was on we were uh chris describes something he did on stage and he literally it was all visual <laughs> <laughs> and then so anyone listening would have just heard like and then i did like silence this. And then me and John laughing, and that was it. <laughs> so, and afterwards, I was like, "Oh, that's just that's just poor. That's just poor showmanship." Well, no, that's why people need to upgrade to the free stream of the video. Is the video free on Kickstand? Mm-hmm. Kickstand yeah. uh, or through Facebook? Okay. Uh, Kickstand comedy, or I guess Facebook slash Facebook dot com slash uh kickstand comedy or twitch.tv slash kickstand comedy wednesdays 9 p.m i think they stick around also okay you can watch them there later um and also i and uh, i eventually just eventually in bunches put the videos on youtube yeah at least the last handful just makes sense somewhere but also if you you know you go over to the Facebook link for Kickstand Comedy, or you go to the Twitch, get to see some other content that's out there, locally produced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Expand the, the your horizons. Expand your comedy horizons. Everyone's trying, you know. We're yeah. just we're just trying to hustle. Enjoy uh, it now while it's free. 
because as this moves on, we're going to have to uh, pay some bills, y'all. <laughs> Thank you to our patrons who are helping us pay some bills. Are you talking about us? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. We have bills. Yeah. We don't, well, we kind of have bills. This red can beer isn't free. Tell you what. Red can beer? Yeah. That's got to be cheap. What is that? <laughs> it is cheap and it is local. Well, uh, local-ish. So it's uh, Hop Valley Brewing okay. down in Eugene. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, it's their, like, basically their cheap lager. Mm-hmm. Just like a light, easy drinking lager. It's like a dollar more than Budweiser for an 18-pack. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's great. Yeah, and it's like legit. I'm not going to say it's legit good. Like it's, I'm not talking about the flavor notes of it, but it's like a perfect little like river beer, easy drinking. Mm-hmm. I Here for ended it. the day. Ended, uh, you know, in the event of a Donald Trump victory. I'm hoping that this will help me like, think you're be like a disguise. <laughs> you just raise it and don't say anything. Yeah. And they're like, okay, all yeah. right. I don't like it, but he's one of us. You just say something disparaging about uh, the Hispanic population, and they're fine. No, I, I can't do that. I mean, this is I'll like just talk deep, about deep cover. Okay. Oh, like, can I just if, talk if, about my truck? Do you have? Uh, no, because it's a Toyota. It's a Forerunner. Yeah. Mm. I'll just talk about my tires. Does it have a Hemi? Like, ooh. You know, my got those got those thirty six inch. 36 inch tires got those mud stompers on my truck okay yeah don't get specific (laughs) borrow one of chris's trucker hats and just do the little you'll have to watch the video to see what i did oh boy upgrade oh boy How you doing? Oh, wow, we're on to number two. Oh, this was number one. This oh, you is, just haven't. Yeah, I I just cracked it. How do you how do you wait this long to crack a red can? Oh well, I finished one just before we started. See, so I said it was number two. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Also, I had some red wine today. Oh, yes. red red, red wine. wine. Mm-hmm. My uncle used to listen to that on repeat at his house. <laughs> It's like back when, uh, like, you know, when some houses had those intercom systems, like, <laughs> where, like, it was on the wall and you could push mm-hmm. the button and talk to the other room. Well, you could also, like, run radio stations through like, it. Through the intercom? Well, it's like, just, it plays through each one of the speakers. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It sounds yeah. like red, red it's... wine through an intercom system. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, none of the bass notes, the heavy bass notes of, <laughs> of UB40. <laughs> Dad, can you just turn that off? <laughs> um. That's wild. Are you a person that when you like a song, do you listen to it over and over? Or do you just put it into a mix where it comes up more often? 
I put it into a mix where it comes up more often. Yeah, I've never um, understood the like ad nauseum, like run it back. Yeah, maybe if it's the first time that I hear a song, I'll like mm. hear it and then I'm like, oh, yeah, is this a song I should be singing like mm. out loud? And then I'll listen to it again. And then <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's that is a fair distinction. Mm. Speaking of music, you see that uh, that Lil Weezy is back in Trump. Weezy F. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that's something. Uh, yeah. It's not a surprise. I, I just nothing it's... is surprising anymore. Disappointing. Mm. Yes. Telling, about, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, yeah, there goes another one. Yeah, at least I don't like his music as much as like Kanye. Mm, yeah, so you've already been heartbroken. It's 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 concerning. I think there's a level of uh, with Kanye, there's a level of like, man, he's he really needs to be taken out of the limelight and given some help mm-hmm. that probably help helps in me space. excuse some yeah. of it. Uh, and I mean, and I don't have, I don't have to agree with someone's politics to enjoy some of their, it's, there's a line. I haven't yeah. figured it out yet. I um, think it's like what Chris was saying last week about like, there are things that you can disagree with people mm-hmm. about and still continue to have like conversations, still continue to be friends, still dig their music. Politics has gotten to that point where it's almost like, hey, if you agree with one part of the platform, you are kind of you are supporting yeah. all of the platform. Yeah. And like being a fiscal conservative who you know believes in gay marriage and right uh female reproductive rights or i should just say reproductive rights um etc cetera, etc cetera, doesn't really work when you know that that group seems to be okay with putting children in cages and uh continues to back the wanton killing of uh, black males uh, by the police department, though you could argue that the Democrats kind of do too. <laughs> kind of so also now, he, now we, here we are. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, uh, this is when Chris would say, I'm an independent. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but who'd you vote for in the last, mm-hmm. how old are you, 44? Yeah, the last 44, last 20, 10 elections. No. 26 so how many elections has Chris 13 elections 13 elections well I'm just if he's every two years I don't know Hmm. there's more than that right if he turned yeah there's local ones local is kind of you know which is important it's extremely important you gotta vote local and you know what start voting local when you're young make a habit of it Mm -hmm. so that you don't have to like learn to when you're my age What's I was listening that? to uh, Expl- Today Explained podcast, mm. and they're mm-hmm. just like talking to voters. I listened like half of it, and then I was annoyed with it. <laughs> um, 
but there's people they're like i'm voting for the first time and they're like 48 49 and i'm like yeah and obviously that <laughs> you know when 56 percent of the population votes is that right yeah roughly roughly give it you, you get the idea uh listeners gravy gang um <laughs> then it's like yeah of course there's going to be people that suddenly vote randomly late in life um but it's still jarring mm-hmm. a little and then also have them be like and i think that the job that donald trump is doing is uh it's like yeah, yeah. reasoning there's at least a couple that I was like, I don't know enough about this, of what this person said, and it's not in my frame of reference enough to know where he has stood with certain foreign matters. Oh, yeah. Uh, that it might just be a matter of saying I'm fine with that <laughs> or good and not doing anything that other presidents maybe did do something that made that yeah i I don't know i was i was just kind of like i don't know what you're talking about so i'm gonna withhold judgment until i can learn more yeah Uh, i've uh heard a lot of that he's his foreign policy or like his ability to deal with potentially like aggressive or troublesome uh foreign leaders and also his ability to bring much of the Arab world together in alliance with the White House or at least in a friendly mm. alliance with the U.S. Uh, perceived friendly alliance with the U.S. Um, is stronger than many of his predecessors. And I'm like... I mean... That was not him drinking his big red can of beer. <laughs> no, that was that was an sigh of uh, that was a sigh of. But, but your own house is real dirty. Yeah, like you can't tout how good you're being outside when things are fucked up inside your home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Well, flights to Belize are uh, $541 if you take a one-way flight on Monday. On Monday. On Monday, yeah. So, I mean, you got to make a bet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You got to be like, you know what? Looks pretty cold in Pennsylvania. Don't know if people are going to stand in those long lines. (laughs) Let's go. Oh. Grab your skeleton costumes. <laughs> um, don't wear it to the airport. Don't wear it to the <laughs> airport. We're still black. <laughs> you can't put that on until we get to Belize. <laughs> but maybe it's harder to say that they have a gun on them if they're just bones. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if I just where am I going to put around it? with just my with my endoskeleton? Um, <laughs> where am I going to put a gun? <laughs> Huh? They found him shot, holding yeah. onto his kidneys. Um, That'd be great if you like go through the like, the, like an X-ray machine, and your bones perfectly line up with the bones on the skeleton costume. Like, you must have won a contest. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
uh, so from one depressing topic to another. Mm. Where are we going to go now? Uh, should we dive in? Did we? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had think... enough, uh, <laughs> enough, enough of the happy news. <laughs> <laughs> enough of that fluff. Let's get to the hard hitting uh... <laughs> editorial. Chris, Eric, and Leon, aka Broke Gravy, are three storytellers slash artists slash comedians. Well, they've got thoughts. Uh, uh, Journalistic excellence. Can we say that it still exists? Today, on What You Want to Know. With Leon Anderson. Eric Simons. Chris Williams. Hello and welcome back to What You Ought to Know. <laughs> Was that Seven Nation Army? <laughs> Well, at a certain point, I think you were doing Seven Nation Army. Kind of, but then it, it <laughs> changes in there. So it's not really. So. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, I guess, try and break down uh, preface as quick as possible. So yeah, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we got a message from a local paper about uh doing a story or doing some sort of interview with us yep. uh about our podcast uh we responded and set up a date to interview with one of their authors reporters uh reporter i guess is, the is that what we're calling them uh at the time we set up uh an interview with what we would to think would be a reporter of some sort uh and things kind of devolved from there yeah um actually thinking back right now um the first sign was probably that the person who reached out to us for the interview you had a gmail account <laughs> yes <laughs> and not a and not the name of the paper yeah and then also was not the same person who interviewed us wasn't it no so uh we got sure reached out to by <clears throat> uh let's oh, no, pause that... for station identification uh are we saying these people's names i mean we can say first names um we can uh no the <laughs> i think you missed an email oh did i miss one I, yeah, I think the, the first person that reached out was the writer. The second one that reached out was the editor saying that the writer would probably be reaching out to us. And I gotcha. hit him back okay. and said, they already did, and we're set up. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, editorial. So we'll pull that, that, that one off. <sighs> or we won't. You can, uh, that's doesn't, one time that matter. the audience will hear me apologize for something. So it, I should probably keep it in. It, it won't matter. Um, so yeah, so this, uh, on the f October 15th, it was a Thursday, I believe, um, 1 PM, we were set to, to talk with them. Yep. Um, somewhere in there, 
I think both me and Leon realized that we had no idea how we were actually going to talk with this interviewer. Yep. Uh, and so I reached out and we made a plan to have me call into a, or to have us both call into a, presumably a uh, conference call. Um, anyone in the business world knows there's a couple different kinds of uh, pretty annoying conference calls. Uh, you probably know. You probably know very well how they uh, operate now. Uh, they're not bad. They're just you know, they you know they're, yeah. they're, they're phone calls and you press a bunch of numbers and shit. It's they're annoying, um, but they usually work fine-ish. Yeah, and uh, that did not work. Uh, so I ended up talking to him, and we set up to have me try it again in like a few minutes. That didn't work. So uh, Leon, uh, project manager, uh, organized type A. Uh, Annoyed MF. because I'm taking my <laughs> lunch break in order to take this call. Uh, he threw together uh, a conference call basically. And I called him, and then uh, the the writer called Leon. Yep. And now we're off in, in racing, kind of. And mind you, um, most of these conference call tools, you can simply press record and record the entire the entire interview with audio from all parties. Um, however, he had to have his separate recorder recording through <laughs> externally recording this conversation i did not know that part i think yeah. i was still getting on i think yeah. i was still pressing uh promo codes to get yeah. onto the call he was um, explaining that his original recording device wasn't working so he had to like try to record it externally and uh cool he would make sure that he sent us the transcripts in order to make sure that he got everything correctly including who was saying what and uh, what was being said and that we wouldn't be misrepresented uh as of today we are still waiting on that transcript um so yeah so that uh that brings us to the beginning of the interview um and i would say the first five minutes were pretty pretty banal, banal. Ooh, is that how it's pronounced? Banal? Well, we both said banal. Yeah, we both said banal, but I questioned in my head, is it banal or is it banal? I I think it's banal, but banal sounds... It sounds like a very specific type of Batman fan fiction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, I'm not going to look it up. Uh, those of you at home can look into... Banal or banal. Webster's get, get dictionary back will tell you what the definition is <laughs> and how to pronounce it. <laughs> when I am through with the thesaurus, <laughs> my diction will be in dust. Um, that make any sense. Um, bait is the best. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, where are you from? Did you go? Are you from Portland? Right. Where are you from? Did you go to high school here? I think at one point he asked if we went to high school here. Yeah. No, neither of us. So where the 
the best part of that thread of questioning was, are you from Portland? Where are you from? How long have you lived here? Did you go to high school here? Yeah. I mean, when Eric says that he's lived here for... <laughs> Maybe you're trying to give me a compliment, but I don't want to give him that credit. Yeah, uh, but I know. Black don't crack, but also... Come on now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it... Uh, okay, sure. We'll, we'll give you this uh, very thorough breakdown. Um, of where we're from, uh, where we're from, etc. Um, I think where things first took a turn are when he asked me to describe the the similarities and differences of Portland and uh, the Twin Cities. Minneapolis is, I think, what I said. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm from St. Paul, lived in Minneapolis. Twin Cities, Ooh. look them up. Beautiful summers, beautiful falls. Uh, decent Other springs. six months fuck winter and now that's how i'm in uh portland um and you know i'll I'll say to you uh foodie towns art towns uh the summers are kind of bustling with energy uh you know a few sports people are outdoorsy and they're both very liberal places that have very big blind spots Potentially um, too liberal, or not too liberal. That's not. But the they're right almost too liberal it. to have those blind spots. Right. Right. Yeah, it's uh, more liberal than they think they are. More liberal than they actually are. Yes. Yeah. Um, liberal enough for me to generally feel comfortable living here. Yeah. Um, but also, check yourself a little bit, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think that is uh anything crazy to say especially in the last six or seven months oh to at least people who have been trying to do some self-reflection yep um this did not really go over well with our interviewer um it started as kind of a surprise to him and gradually became a challenge to him yes um yeah uh <laughs> one of my favorite uh and maybe we're, we're not even at this point in the story Probably not um but on, just yeah. like when he asked me uh is florida like more racist than portland and i'm like i mean who's to say which one is more racist and which one isn't also if you're at the point where you're trying to defend your city by comparing it to the state of florida you are (laughs) you're really grasping for straws yeah and i think i said i would one of the things i liked about the south and about florida Mm -hmm. is that you knew who was right like there was no hiding if somebody did not like you, they said that they didn't like you and they were upfront about it. They had a Confederate flag on their garage door. You probably knew not to date their daughter. Like it, it, it was very clear yeah. as opposed to here where the lines are blurred and people will smile to your face and then go and talk behind your back and you don't know exactly where people stand. Yeah. Again, 
this did not sit well with our interviewer. And and ultimately, here's and this is kind of a a, a thing they'll probably come back to. Um, it didn't really feel like he had done any research on us because even a basic amount of research would have told you that that's probably what my answer would have been or something along those lines. Yeah. Because literally the press release I sent out talked about how we like to have candid conversations. Uh, the art, you can probably listen to, I bet if you throw a dart at any of our 30 something podcast episodes, at some point, we're going to talk about some issue of race or some issue and how we realize a lot of the stuff is fairly gray. A lot of this stuff is a little wonky, but also like a lot of it's kind of bullshit and people need to just kind of get right. their shit together and uh, et cetera, et cetera. That none of this should really be a shock um, with even a fairly minimal amount of research. Um, I mean, if you want to be honest, you can find out where the three of us are from, from our fucking website. Yes. From the, um, I think it's the second sentence of our bio. Like, or go to the individual's page and we all say where we're from. Not, not that hard. Um, but yeah, this is, this began the dance that was uh, a statement being made by one of us, maybe from one of his questions or maybe just us <laughs> continuing to talk to this guy for some reason. Um probably stubbornness and pride a little bit um yeah. but also like i don't know i in a weird way commitment yeah because um, i said i was going to do an interview and also it's like you don't uh, i it's not it, uh, yeah uh, 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 i'm cutting out no um it's, it's not easy to get you know interviews and press and shit like that is like not that easy to come by especially when your art is improv and or podcasting um and I don't know, i'm kind of proud of some of the stuff that we've been doing so i thought Absolutely. it'd be a cool chance to talk about it um but essentially we would we would make a statement that was about portland or america uh systemic racism etc uh and he would immediately try to poke holes in it uh he would try and change the questioning he would try and change the details he would make broad generalizations he would just generally try and explain away a lot of stuff that's not even really yeah. that debatable and like uh the demand for like either data or justification to validate what we have said or just like absolutely nitpicking the tiniest detail of every word to death like hey fyi if you ever open up the like guidebook to colonization <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is like chapter one and chapter two of how you exert your privilege and keep another person down like yeah he would nitpick the things we said and then he would make broad broad, broad statements my the, the the one that i've that i that keeps just ringing in my mind is 
is uh, I guarantee that Portland businesses would love to have more diverse staffs. Correct. Um, and this is mild in, paraphrasing, but he definitely said guaranteed. Guaranteed. And this is in response to uh, what actually could have been a really good conversation mm-hmm. of like, hey, what does, how is Portland faring in our perspective as far as diversity and inclusion? Both answers were not really that well. And uh, that went into like another layer down of, well, what are we supposed to do? Portland isn't like just be, you can get people to move here, but you can't get them to stay. And then <laughs> I was like, well, I think you can like the reason why that's there is because there are conscious choices and conscious decisions that are made in people of power to make a city look the way that it does. And that's everything from architecture to neighborhood layout to the people who live within the city, the color, the income, the opportunities, the employment makeup. To which he was like, I guarantee maybe the old Portland would do that, but the 1950s are over and that there's no way anybody's consciously making these decisions anymore. I guarantee businesses would love to have more diversity. Like, yeah. Yep. And we would mm. talk about how people say things, but don't follow through. Right. Uh, intentionality is something that I said probably 30 times in that two hour conversation we had. Um, but that part would always get skipped. It was always yeah. just like, a, well, the, you know, it, saying saying it's enough setting up a you know all these businesses in the last six months are restructuring their bylaw they're not, not their bylaws but they're no. you know they're, making, they're putting posts up on they're their putting website. posts up this is our feelings this is what we're doing and it's cool but like get back to me when i can go to your you know staff page and see mm-hmm. it yep and, and see it not just being a bunch of uh bipoc in junior positions yes like and not just like that one creative director and their whole staff is white mm-hmm. it, it's there's it's it needs to be power it needs to be people in the fucking boardroom it needs to be people and it and it's not just them being there in your mold it's like actual collaboration actual dialogue something that we did not have Mm. something we did not have on october 15th um what else uh i mean so here's the thing it started bad like very quickly me and leon were slacking each other wondering what was happening um i i and i feel like I'm guessing I, at the very least, and maybe you were hoping that that something just got crossed and that soon this would write itself. And very quickly, it's like, well, no, this is just like, this guy is actually being remarkably defensive. Yeah. The fact that he kept on like kind of echoing the, just like saying, like, 
I'm just going to throw out things and see what sticks. See what sticks, yep. I was kind of hoping that maybe it would, he would throw something out that actually brought it back to the conversation at hand, which is what I thought was improv podcast, black in theater, like something. A number of things. Something that you would normally talk to an actor about or a performer about or a yeah. creator about but really what he wanted was jokes yeah he he wanted jokes uh but that's like <laughs> i mean it somebody should have told him like yo if you're looking for jokes don't go to broke gravy because <laughs> 9 out of their first 10 episodes of their podcast talk about how when you just make jokes and there's no truth in reality in the conversation it's boring and it's bullshit so yeah i mean it it oh man it it just it it reeked of a complete again of just not knowing who we are yeah little to no research there's do i mean there's oh, go ahead do you think that at some level um they knew somebody in maybe read that we were black on the uh press release or mm -hmm. whether it's him or his editor or whatever knew that we were black and they were solely looking for um diverse hot takes about political issues but wouldn't say that maybe but i'm like i guess we'll find out yeah we'll find out uh the headline of this periodical that we haven't said the name of we interviewed three black men <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. remember which ones were on the call so i mean that's i mean that's the thing so um there was never any real intent set like the email that was sent was about interviewing us for an upcoming podcast event which flies in the which again flies in the face of what i sent in the press release that was literally about a ongoing podcast that we do a it is a weekly event. podcast um it, it, it was like, it sounded like we have one big event coming up in the yeah. email. And it, that one could be simply like kind of a semantics thing, maybe, but it just seemed, here's the thing. I'm a writer. I don't, like, unless I'm talking with people that I'm very close with in a very informal manner, I don't fuck around with words. Like, yeah. I'm very intentional about the words I use. So to to use those words to me says that either one, you don't really know what we do other than a podcast, or two, you are super sloppy. Both. Uh it was both. Should have been uh, should have been red flags. Yellow yeah. flags. Double flag. Double flag. Ooh, red card. Red no more flags. We're a soccer podcast. Yes. 
Welcome to the Broke Gravy Soccer Podcast here on Top Sport. Oh, that was a bit of a tricky one, wasn't it? Hmm, this is certainly a cracker of an event. So, uh, um, I love when they say creative. Yeah. <laughs> or clever. Ooh, clever. 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 Ooh, that was clever. That was such a clever move. Clever move. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're about... Fuck, it's like, I don't even know where to jump into. Overall, this whole interview process took about two hours and ten minutes. Yeah. Um, part ten of that, minutes of which was maybe we'll us even, actually talking about improv. Yeah. The, we'll, we'll even say 15. Because we're generous sure. people. Well, sure. the, the last 10 to 15 minutes was actually us talking about our podcast or improv or doing or being black improvisers in a very white improv world which we're all we're game to talk about those things we're game to talk about pretty much anything it just would have been nice if it felt like it was going somewhere other than him trying to exert his views his correct views on us Mm -hmm. and breaking down everything that we think the interview subjects um so yeah, we oh. spent we spent almost two hours. Like even when we got to actually talking about improv, what was it that he uh, asked us at the end about our oh oh like our what do, we what are our do goals? we do we feel that like our are we worried that what we say on stage is going to alienate the people who are in our audience? To which we basically asked him, have you ever asked a white performer that about the, whether it's POC, non-binary, the non-majority of their audience and whether they're alienated by your, I think I used some 41 as a reference (laughs) in that. Really going deep on them. But it's just like, even like in the, once he was talking about our art, we were having to justify our position as artists of color. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Come on. And I'm not a reporter, so I don't know if you're supposed to lead interviews with your perspective and your opinions. Um, but I'm guessing that you probably shouldn't do 60 to 70% of the talking. No. And even if you do have an angle that you're going to use later on, you find ways to tease out things that support that instead of just dominating the conversation with drivel. There, there was so many periods of time where I realized that neither of us had talked for like five minutes. Oh yeah. Just like, what is, what are you going on about? Did you go on a walk with Mila? Yes. At a couple moments in there? I did. (laughs) Because I didn't think this interview was going to be so fucking long and I wasn't talking. So I might as well get my daughter up, feed her, dress her and take her on a walk. I 100% went on a walk with Mila. 
there was one moment in there where like he started talking about something and like you were either walking like upwind or downwind or something but it was loud as fuck and i just like knew he was continuing to talk but i couldn't hear a word that he was saying and then like the wind stopped and then he was still talking and then he was like what do you think about that and that was just can you repeat the question because i have no clue what you said followed by five more minutes of him talking about the same thing (laughs) it's like your question like if you have a question it shouldn't be that long like whatever your whatever your your intro to it it, yeah fucking get there um fucking get there You, you know what like this conversation's not gonna make you not a shit uh at least be concise mm-hmm. <laughs> like again this is <sighs> our interview why are you talking so much um mm-hmm. it was fucking wild the I, i'm just trying to think of what so i mean he had some very he said a lot of really shitty things too oh i mean like where do we that, start? there's like there's like a level of like, oh, you don't actually get it. You think you do because you're a straight white man, so you know everything. Um, and presumably, he said enough things to suggest to us that he is liberal, at least center left. Um, but when at one point we were talking about housing hmm. and all of the you know we talk about all of the condos that are going up and presumably sitting empty and just like how that's the only thing that they build and he at first had a very kind of like that's the way it is feeling about it which is like uh no okay it's kind of what governments are for and you can do there's things you can do um then basically said nobody again making broad statements Nobody wants Section 8 housing. Now, if I had had a chance... Say to that just... one more time. Oh, yeah, Say yeah. that one more time because I think it broke up. Yeah. No one wants Section 8 housing is what he said to us. Yeah. And if there were a break in the conversation long enough for me to respond to it, I would have probably said something effective... I'm sure no one wants to have to have Section 8 housing. But Section 8 housing is absolutely important. Yes. Uh, and I think special. he actually tried to make it personal to you because he, or attempted to you, because he was like, which one of you lives in Montevilla? And then he was like, Montevilla is this neighborhood of houses and homes how would you feel if someone tried to build Section 8 housing in your neighborhood? I must have cut out at that point. I would have absolutely been like, great. Awesome. I guess what's the difference between that this... and a zero lot line four person property that you're already building? Yeah. Like, what? Like, my God. My fucking God. And then later he referred to such housing as rat traps mm. which one i'd never heard before but obviously i knew immediately what the fuck he was saying it was remarkable 
how this person talked about people. Yeah. We and, also were, oh, go on. Oh, but, just like the idea that um, densification mm-hmm. of Portland, because that's whatever. That's a goal of Portland is to densify the core and to like build up a lot of like high rise condos, et cetera. And his, the way that he approached it as being good is that people would move in there, majority wealthy, uh, young whites, and then they would want to start a family or they would want to buy a home. And so they would move out of those. And now all of this property would be left available for poor folks and people of color to be able to move into. So it's just like, like the seed of that thought of like, oh no, you, y'all don't get new things. Like, don't worry, it'll be here for you when we're done using it. Yeah. Like, yo, bro. Yep. Uh, at one point, we were talking about uh, public transit. Hmm. And he didn't really seem to care about public transit for people outside of the, I don't know what we want to call it, just like the inner sector, the yeah. like kind of inside of the uh, the Portland quad. Basically um, 82nd. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at one point you, you, you asked like how long it takes to get from 82nd downtown or, yep. or so. And he gave a really short answer. I he was like said 30 I, minutes or something, like 15 to 30 minutes. Like 15, 20 minutes. And I was like, yo, I live on 80th. <laughs> like, we are talking about where I live. It does not take that short a period of time to get downtown. And it's and it's like, if that's where jobs are, then that's important. If it's a densifying area, that's important. But if people can only afford or want to live beyond 82nd, they should still have, you know, good transit and they're we can we can debate how well they're improving things but they are trying to improve things um but that that seemed it didn't seem important to him at all it's kind of like it's it's for the people it's for and you kind of got the impression that he preferred if it wasn't for too many too many of those people out out there um or that it wasn't uh, it it's wasn't a, a legitimate concern for highways the people are more important. out there. Highways are more important. We build highways so that people can get to their job and go pick up their kids from daycare by five o'clock. That's what the freeway is for. Yes. Which obviously led to the conversations of where do you build freeways and what is the impact of attempting to widen a freeway on the what's left of a destroyed neighborhood and community and that opened up a bowl of like well show me evidence that (laughs) this is destroyed communities maybe back during bud clark's days oh my god i forgot (laughs) that he said that um oh i forgot that he dropped a bud clark uh (laughs) <laughs> that, that should have been like the final straw that once he said bud clark anytime a conversation goes to bud clark you know that right there's no turning back that you should not have started this conversation 
Um, yeah. <sighs> I mean, there's so, and it's like, yo, we can talk more about. There's so many of those places that we could have talked more about if you felt like it was coming from any sort of place of uh, goodwill. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was literally us saying something, him arguing, him nitpicking, him telling us we're wrong for two hours, one hour and 50 minutes, and then a weird 15 minutes of him finally asking us questions about the thing we're supposed to be generally talking about. Um, eesh. Yeah. Uh, it was fucking lot. Yeah. The, and, go ahead. Yeah. I think just to like, I'm gonna generalize for a little bit. Um, but it's like, I think it would have been both surprising and not as overwhelming if it wasn't for the fact that this is the way that every conversation happens this is the way that like every perceivably well-meaning conversation at the beginning ends up turning it's like someone defending the uh like idealized past or the idealized vision of what the future could be in the face of insurmountable evidence and even the fact that we have to provide evidence <laughs> to like just like talk about this thing that we should all be aware of is even more draining on us. Yeah. It's like prove that you didn't deserve to be shot and killed. I'm like, what? Yeah. Come again? <laughs> and again, this is someone that it would seem to be was a liberal this is not a that side of the aisle thing this is the aisle we're on this is the this those who listen to broke right. gravy know what side of the aisle we're on even though we'll be the first to tell you that the aisle doesn't really exist it's just kind of yeah. a spattering of chairs smear yeah <laughs> um but we're typically to one side because that's the side that will, you know, maybe kind of sort of at the least not kill us. Yeah. Um, if maybe occasionally do something good, maybe sort of. Uh, and this is someone that would probably call themselves an ally, someone that probably that might even go out and do things in the community that on first look, seems like they're helping the community mm -hmm. but then they also turn around and they fucking talk down to interview subjects which who knows what they're doing outside of their professional job right um and it's again it like he said like leon said this is this is the shit that we go through all the time i i was excited for this interview like I haven't done an interview like since yes. college or not, uh, not not college high school. Like I think I did an interview in high school for my football team. That was fucking dope. <laughs> but like, and it was just like cool. Like this, I don't know. Someone's like asking about the thing, and I'm really proud and happy of uh, our group and the weird shit we're 
managing to still put together and put out and I thought it'd be cool to talk about it and in a matter of 10 to 15 minutes it was like this doesn't feel that great and after two hours I felt like shit yeah and for the rest of the day and to some extent for a week after that since still since yeah I am I'm not dreading this article coming out because there is much bigger mm-hmm. <laughs> fish to fry next week when this article comes out. Yeah, it might not even the paper might even like be burnt up by then. Yeah, but I'm just <laughs> like, I will have to relive. No matter what's in the article, I will have to relive that two hours that I cannot get back. That two hours of having somebody talk down to me after I went out of my way to set up a platform for you to do your job poorly. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as of uh, as of our recording this, uh, we have not gotten. Uh, this transcript yet he did make it clear that if we had any jokes for him we Mm. can email them to him yes also we could email him (laughs) chris's point of view on all of the things that we talked about um (laughs) we should have what we should have did is ask for him to send us a breakdown of (laughs) of his stances so he knows what to talk against um yeah um uh the article is uh, set to arrive, I believe, on Wednesday, November 4th, which is, of course, the day after the election. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I will, by, I believe in, uh, believe this podcast episode, uh, we will kind of team up with a blog post that I have written because I had to fucking write something down about this to just kind of get some shit off my chest uh because yeah like i said it's this shit is still kind of banging around uh because as despite black people despite everything that's been done to us in this country we still kind of try to be optimistic about shit it's getting fucking hard to be optimistic about shit i just wanted to do my art thing uh and who knows? Maybe it'll be a glowing review. This is still getting dropped, and that pod and that blog post is still getting released. Yeah. Uh, so, so y'all can find that. Judge for yourselves, I guess. Uh, you know it'll be. You know it'd be amazing. What would actually <laughs> make me laugh is if uh, it ends up being one of those just like fifteen word. <laughs> Like what you should do this week? Yeah. Things. <laughs> like they're doing a one-time blog event, <laughs> a one-time, a one-time uh, podcast event this oh. coming Tuesday. It's like <laughs> no, it's like come on again. If you're paying attention, you realize these things. We say Tuesday, and they're almost always Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> come on, don't um, don't throw me under the bus, man. Hey, no one does. Do people know that you edit the episodes? You may have just thrown yourself under. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Which is a very oh, Leon move. 
Well, it's and it's moving very slowly. So. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, we're probably missing something, but isn't that enough, people? I know, <laughs> isn't that enough? Um, look, so anybody who's out there who will ever interview an artist of any type, I guess the word of advice that I would give to you is maybe talk about their art and let them have space to share um, without criticism. Actually, no, you can criticize their art. Just don't like, don't tell them that they're wrong. Don't try to gaslight them. Don't fucking try to put your bullshit that you choose to believe in order to make yourself feel good and go to bed at night on them like just ask questions and listen to answers yep also take my class at the annenberg school of communication <laughs> i probably shouldn't have said annenberg that's an actual <laughs> communication school for a second i was like is he being serious what's happening yeah. no no Yeah, so that was uh that was kind of that, I guess. That happened. Hmm. And but we're still here. Yep. We're gonna be doing these uh recorded events every week. So <laughs> new event drops every week for 31 straight weeks. Um uh coming soon. Chris reacts episode. Oh, I'm just saying that so that we fucking do it. Oh yeah, we got to do it. We we have ideas. We just need to fucking sit down and do them. I think that, that should we... be episode 35. What episode like is this? Uh, this will be episode 32. Uh, that's that seems fair. Like yeah. it gives us three weeks to figure out what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Organize it to weeks we've been doing this yeah yeah wear a mask y'all wear a fucking yeah. mask over your nose i'm oh, about yeah, ready don't... to start just calling people out when i see their nose yeah. out if you're if you're I'm chewing so on the like top band of your mask i think you're doing it wrong how am I supposed to smell these muffins? Mm. You, you have the same that. amount of oxygen in your mouth yeah. that you would without the mask. Also, just take them home because <laughs> you're already <laughs> holding them. <laughs> uh, sir, stop fondling the muffins, please. Yeah. Uh, what's good? Oh, man, what's good? Um, Halloween is this weekend um yeah i'm excited just to, like see the kids dressed up the same mm -hmm. one like together and uh to make the most out of one of those like i'm not a holiday person and i think part of why i'm not a holiday person is all of the uh like the energy that goes into holidays to try to make them something mm -hmm specific instead of allowing that day to just be what it is 
Like Christmas is not a, it should be about like (laughs) spending time with your family or like expressing your gratitude for Mm -hmm. the loved ones who you have around you. Or uh, if you are religious celebrating the winter birth of Jesus, like this is what it should be about, but it becomes so much more than that. It becomes the, well, when I was a kid, I wanted to have a giant Christmas tree. And so I have to have the big Christmas tree or else I won't have a place to put all the presents. And then Christmas will be ruined because we didn't string the lights in the right way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, just let it be a day. Yeah. And I feel like this Halloween, because there's no like trick-or-treating, if it rains on Halloween. It's supposed to rain. I don't know, maybe. Oh, well. but it won't be a disappointment. Like we weren't going out, like walking around anyway. Yeah. Like if you buy, uh, we're not buying a bunch of candy because we're not expecting people to come over. So there's not going to be that. Oh, nobody knocked on my door. Uh, like yo, I've had some sad Halloween <laughs> <laughs> when I'm like, <laughs> like when me and Kelsey first moved here, it was like no one's it's gonna so come exciting. to our apartment. It's so exciting. You're like, <laughs> we, we got a house, we got a doorbell. <laughs> but yeah, once oh, like once we once we finally had a house, I was like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Look at all these cherubs. Come get this oh. candy. Um, yeah. So I'm just excited to have like it's kind of the first holiday that. There's just zero expectations, and it gets to be the day. You, my friend, have never celebrated Flag Day. Mm. That can go anywhere. Should I get into that? Should I pop it on the calendar? Yeah. Any flag. Just any flag. Oh, any flag day? We should. Oh, sure. We should celebrate, like, Bermuda Flag Day. We'll figure it out. By week 36, by episode yeah. 36, we'll know what Bermuda flag. We'll do a, be. we'll do what flag day episode we're going to cover. <laughs> What's good with you, man? So, uh, the, actually the, um, well, just a quick aside, the, uh, I bought Mila a costume just like a few, like a month ago, maybe. Cause I was like, she's seven months. Like, she doesn't know what the fuck's happening, you know? Um, but I'm still going to get her a costume. So I just, like, bought one at Target. And I'm like, no point in wearing this once. So I've been putting it on her all week. <laughs> I love it. She, she just She's at some point during the day, I'm just like, and it's time for you to be a hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> and she, like, she, outside of putting it on, which she doesn't like putting anything on, um, She's just like, okay, I'm just going to do my shit, but I've got this big fat hedgehog costume on. And she's crawling, right? She's crawling. She's oh. so, I mean, like I was going to say my, like, what's good is probably, she's like starting to pull herself up onto, like, she can stand, like, like leaning oh. against the couch. And then, so like, like, I'll be like, oh, let's read. And I'll like put the book on the couch and she'll just like crawl up and like stand on there. And she can't quite reach it, so then I can actually read it instead of her chewing on it. Um, and then I give it to her so she can chew on it. She wants to chew on it. But yeah, she just like just just crushing baby goals. She's like hashtag That's baby dope. goals. Hashtag um, baby goals. And like as I as we approach this election, as I'm about to go back to work, uh, I'm just kind of like, oh, uh, and then there she is. 
probably the most referenced what's good for me over these 31 weeks she's fucking gold uh and like that's a that's like a supplemental what's good that uh there's a lot of shit about quarantine and like shelter in place and work from home and all that stuff but uh, getting to see your kids every day especially like at lennox's age and mila's age and like getting to witness all of those little micro developments happening so quickly yeah is like it's i i wish this for every parent moving forward into the future that you can have this much time with your children yeah it's even like i know there's going to be days again where i'm you know i'm working from home so i'm busy all day but even if it's still me catching her at lunch or Mm -hmm. like when i'm done at five i open my door i don't have to then drive 45 right hour to get home and just to be like oh she's in bed already you know so i am still getting i am still getting that time um she fuck she wakes up early too so it's like <laughs> i get that morning side with her too um before uh gg comes over or whatever but uh yeah it's good it yeah see it like yeah you i mean you said it get to see all those micro micro changes all those little itty bitty Ugh. Oh. Ugh. by the wow. way i'm oh. looking up uh what flag day would be on like december 8th which would be our 37th episode oh there you go oh there's no flag days on december 8th but uh hmm let's see we can find one around there we'll find a flag day yeah united arab emirates national day is on december 2nd but it's got to be a flag day huh probably should be a flag day yeah Okay, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. January 11th is Norfolk Island Flag Proclamation Day. So. I mean, we could make our own flag day. <gasps> Can we make our own flag? I mean, yeah. Oh. All right, Gravy Gang. Submit your uh, art. Submit your art for the new Broke Gravy, Gravy Gang flag. Put it on coffee mugs. Put it on T-shirts. Maybe even make a trucker hat. Chris might show up mm-hmm. late to this episode just because he heard trucker hat. Mm-hmm. Actually, oh. his like little RSS speed is gonna go off because <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 trucker the, hats and New Balance were mentioned in episode thirty-two. <laughs> I want to know who set Chris's RSS speed up because <laughs> it's like no, it didn't. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right uh that was another wonderful episode of what you want to know what you want to know live from great white portland
up jam. Pump the jam. Pump it up. Oh, that's not, sorry. That was a direct ripoff. Bye. <laughs> this has been a Broke Navy production. For updates on podcast releases, live shows, swag, and more, you can subscribe to our newsletter at BrokeNavy.com. You can follow us on Instagram and or Facebook. Or, you know, just keep your ear to the streets. If you enjoy the show, please give us a five-star review on Apple, Google, Overcast, or just yell it at neighbors and innocent bystanders. They'll get it. We love answering your questions, so if you have one for us, please hit us up at BrokeGravy.com or on Instagram. As always, we appreciate the love and support. Until next time, it's all gravy. Bro Gravy! Bro Gravy!